0: Hello and welcome to Stay Paid, the sales and marketing podcast from Reminder Media, where we talk about the strategies and tactics to help grow your business so you can live a life of freedom tomorrow, but only if you take action today. My name is Joshua Stike, Vice President of Marketing here at Reminder Media, and with me is Luke Acrey, President of Reminder Media. Hello, everybody. And today we are going to be talking about the dreaded topic of budgets, specifically developing your marketing budget. So unless you're in finance, this is one of those topics that can clear a room out pretty quickly when broached because (laughs) there are so many moving parts and variables that play into creating and then sticking to your marketing budget. And that can seem very daunting and overwhelming, But hopefully today, Well, we the number one thing, down a little bit. Yeah,
1: the number one thing is most of us run away, because I think, especially service-based sales professionals, real estate agents, <laughs> insurance agents, financial advisors, our love is not budgeting. Well, maybe in finance, your love is budgeting. I maybe that's you love the, one, the numbers. Yeah. Most of us are salespeople, and you run away from any type of a... <sighs> detail-oriented work, as I would say. So this requires you to get into the details and track things. You have to track things. I I know talking even to my brother who's in real estate, one of the hardest parts about the marketing budget is tracking and actually keeping track of what you're doing so you can actually refine your marketing budget and you can do better next year or next quarter, however often you look at it. And so I think the first thing you got to point out is you need one. You actually have to have a marketing budget. And I mentioned before we came on the live, we... You know, we're, you know, we're hoping to hit, you know, 40 plus million this year and we just started doing a marketing budget. I know that sounds crazy. We are a marketing company and just, you know, on your phase of evolution as an entrepreneur type company that you're growing, you don't think of things in terms of, you know, how professional it is. You kind of just do. We never put together a real marketing uh, budget till a couple of years ago, but I think we've already seen massive improvement One, I know we see massive improvement in our leads, and I don't know if maybe psychologically that there's an effect on that because you've set out the budget and you've set out the goals and now you're kind
0: of, you know where it's coming from. Yeah, you know what you're doing.
1: It goes back into the visions and the goals, but you got to have one. You got to have a marketing budget. Most of you probably don't listen. I think the other
0: fear is that, number one, when you're going to set out a budget, you don't want to put you don't want to give yourself too much because you don't want to overspend. Correct. But then you also then have this fear that you're not going to give yourself enough to be effective. So you end up in this limbo where you're just, you're not doing anything. You're not going through and, 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 uh, purposefully looking at where all of your leads are coming from, where your dollars are being spent all the way down to how much you're spending on your business cards. You know, you're not looking at that because it's, it's scary to think about the, the investment that it takes, but then also the work and the the time that it takes going into tracking it. And that's what we try and do here on the podcast is just give you some actionable things. Yep. That you can break it down. Look, you don't have to track everything today. We didn't just start magically tracking everything. There's still a <laughs> we're ton. still not
1: tracking things appropriately all the way. There's
0: while. still a ton of things that we need to build systems for, and we need to get um, you know across departments mm-hmm. and make sure that we're all communicating correctly so that we are tracking the right things. Correct. But we've we've picked a few things that we can specifically hone in on, and the systems and the formulas that we developed around that, like Facebook ads and collecting leads from that. We've then been able to take that and apply it to all of our lead channels so that when we went into this year looking at what our goals were, we were able to look at where do our leads need to come from? Yep. How much are we spending to get those leads and then tracking it every single? I mean, we're kind of obsessive, so we go down to the day. You know, we're looking at every single day. We're down looking at the numbers. Minute. But, you know, holistically, we're really looking at at a monthly or a quarterly basis and right. saying, are we getting our return on that investment? Well,
1: I did a poll on my Instagram. So if you're not following me, follow me at at Luke Acre on Instagram. But I did a pool basically asking people, do they have a marketing budget? And it was split, had a bunch of people vote. It was split. Had a bunch of realtors actually vote split 50-50. Okay, meaning like fifty percent were saying they had a marketing budget, fifty percent said they didn't. That's good and bad. Yeah, it's so good it's- and bad. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting because you know I think you're you're touching on the point that keeps people from it. It's the work and the tracking. It's the even understanding. Well. You know, Luke, if I'm making money, I'm going to spend money on marketing, but if I'm not making money, I'm not going to spend money on marketing. It's the chicken and the egg conundrum, but really what I would challenge all of you to do is the TV show you're going to watch tonight. Don't watch that TV show. If you don't have a marketing budget, if you voted on my Instagram poll and you don't have a marketing budget, don't watch that TV show tonight and get your stuff on paper start developing that marketing budget that's what it takes because everything everybody does things in their life based upon priority right and so you're prioritizing that tv show you're prioritizing what you're doing in your life whether it's going out to eat over the marketing budget and if you're watching a tv
0: show on netflix it's going to be three four five episodes yeah you're going to binge watch it if you're
1: anything like us (laughs) you're going to binge watch it but the point being is like my challenge to you is Stop wasting that precious time and get your marketing budget on paper because business is all about focus, 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 as Tony Robbins would say, and then accountability to that focus. And your marketing budget is a tool. It is a tool to hold you accountable. Yeah, it is it's an accountability solution, right? metric. It's a tool. Correct. Yeah. And so I don't know how you want to kind of dive into this. I think the first thing is you got to have a marketing budget, but let's talk about like the spend a little bit. Like let's talk yeah. about where do you start? I mean, you're a real estate agent. You're a financial advisor. Hey, you might be a, a grocery store even listening to this. Or, um, I think there's a guy that's selling perfumes that's following us uh, that hooked up with me on nice. Instagram. So, you know, where do you start? How much should they be? Well, spending you can look at you can look budget. at
0: general best practices. So, if you look at some best practices, the the average is about ten percent. Your marketing budget should be about ten percent of your of your commission income if Correct. you're a service-based sales professional and that's what your commission is. Um, the other way to do it is to kind of like what we were talking about a little bit, and that's leading with revenue. So, one of the reasons that maybe we didn't. It's almost kind of an excuse, but it's not an excuse to do the next step. But we're leading with revenue, looking at what's working and keep doing more of that. Keep refining. It's but e- it's evolving. What you're thinking is or what you were saying earlier about I don't want to spend or I didn't have a good year. or I don't think I'm going to have a good year. So I don't want to put together this marketing budget. Even start now. Go back and look at what were your sales last year? What did you spend on marketing? Just to yep. give yourself a foundation for where you're at today. And when you look at what you're spending on marketing – Uh, make sure to really dive deep into what that means. That's your business cards. These are the events that you're going to, that you're networking at, because that's essentially marketing for your business. Why are you going there? You're looking there to make relationships and meet people and get referrals. These are your uh, email programs. These are your uh, websites, right, that you may be uh, paying another company for. You may be getting it through your brokerage, whatever you're paying for that. Uh, Make sure that you're including all of those costs into what you're spending on marketing. And then think about going into the next year where instead of saying, Well, I don't know if I want to spend this much next year because I don't know if I'll make that bank, bank 10% of your gross income this year, put it back for marketing for the following year. So then you can go into that year confident and comfortable knowing that this is what you want to spend. And that at least... You know that's not even taking your goals into account and figuring out if that marketing budget will hit your goals, but that at least giving you a number that's consistent and that you can come back and rely on. Right,
1: gives you a benchmark. Two thoughts. One thought I want to make before I lose it because I think it's super valuable. You can write off, I'm not a tax expert, so don't take tax advice from me, but I believe... You can write off like 40% of your marketing. So mm-hmm. another good reason to track your business cards, your website, what you're spending at these networking events, you can actually write it off on your taxes. And that's really critical for real estate agents and all that good stuff. The second thing that I think, you know, you're touching on, which is really good, is this 10%. It's a great benchmark, but I think something that you need to think about is what mode of business are you in? Right. Right. No, so if you're just, not, just yeah. coming into the market, yep. Then you're going to have to spend a little bit more A lot of realtors, a lot of insurance professionals You will make no money your first year in business I hate to say it that way, but the truth is you're going to make no money. If you're doing it, if you're putting in the work, especially from the time you put in, you're working 12 to 18 hour days your first year in the business. Why? Because you have to capture market share. And doing this marketing is all about getting attention. It's capturing market share that turn these people into clients. And so you need to be thinking what phase of your business are you in? And if you're in the early phases of your business, don't be surprised that you need a budget 20%. For your marketing that you need a budget more for your marketing because you're just either getting started and you don't have websites and stuff like that, or it's even more critical because you got to get your name out there. So you got to spend more money to get your name out there. So I just wanted to make that point that a little bit of this benchmark of 10% also is going to be dictated by where you're at in your business. Right.
0: Now the other way to kind of look at it is if uh, we talk about Gary Keller a lot here at the Millionaire Real Estate Agent and one yeah, of the he models was the founder of Keller together. Williams
1: for those who don't know who's yes. listening. So yeah. it's like one hundred and forty thousand real estate agents
0: yeah. now. So. Are, I mean, amazing. I think guy. he knows what he's talking about, right? Yeah, he
1: does know what he's talking about.
0: <laughs> but what he kind of breaks it down into is the uh, economic model, which is what goes in. This is your income. Your gross commission income is 100% of the revenue that your business takes in. Then he looks at what goes out. So these are your expenses, and expenses should be broken down into two categories. One is your operating expenses, these are your real estate overhead. This applies to any business. We were saying real estate because uh, he founded real estate brokerage, obviously. But this includes your office, your staff, says to limit that to 30%. And then look at your cost of sales. And at the end of the day, that's what marketing is. Marketing is cost of sales. It's what you're spending to get your name out there. I think they say that someone has to see your name and photo together like 29 times before they start to put your name and photo together. So that's kind of talking about, you know, this out of home marketing, making sure that you're, um, that you're in the community, you're getting your, your, your photo and your branding out there. Um, he says to make sure that you limit the cost of sales to 30%. So he's going okay. even a little bit higher than what we might look at sure. when you start to look at across the industry average. Um, but he said that should be 30% of your GCI. So right there, that's 60% of your income, your gross commission income that's yep. going back into your business. So if you're struggling with um, with getting started with that ten percent, <laughs> like look at that because this is—I this is, would encourage you thirty percent. This is, is a problem, framework. Way more accurate. This is a framework to become a millionaire. Yep. Real estate agent, service-based sales professional, however yep. you want to frame that.
1: Well, it's interesting. It's what I think people make the mistake is when you're in business, and especially in real estate or financial advising or insurance, you're you're dealing a lot of times with bigger ticket items. So your your sales cycle is a lot longer. I think in real estate, you're like 14 months a lot of times from your yeah. sales cycle from the time you actually get someone from the anonymous state to all the way to actually buying or purchasing something. And so what happens is you're so hungry for that money and you've put so much on credit cards that when you get that commission check, you know what you do? You hold on to all the money and you spend it all. And you don't, (laughs) at that moment, you don't, function like a business. And I snapped there. Hopefully you guys can hear that snap on the podcast, but you don't function like a business, meaning a business gets that money in and they go, okay, I got my 30% going to operating expenses. I got my 30% going to marketing. And then the rest is for me. What real estate agents tend to do, and I'm sorry, I'm coming at you guys, but it's the truth. What you guys tend to do is you get the money in your bank account and you spend it. And then you go on your vacation. That's why in our sales process, because we sell to insurance agents, financial advisors, real estate agents, when the market's up, All of a sudden it we're getting tons of deals in, and then and then when it goes down, everybody's just like, "What happened to all my money?" And they can't spend any money on marketing when they need to. Right. Where everybody else has now no money to spend. If you would just budget the money right at the transaction and function like a business, where you take the thirty percent out, you can get your bank account to do this for you. I literally have in my bank account when my money hits direct deposit. I don't make any cautious yeah, decisions. It, of it what just I literally save, separates right? Right? it. It, <laughs> it separates it. Puts separates this it. in savings. Puts this over here in this. account. It does it for me. You need to do that for your business. Super practical. So many people fail. Well, it's, fail it's to the do. difference.
0: I mean, it's a mindset change, right? It's the difference between looking at that as a paycheck. And looking at it as revenue for your business. And if you're looking at it as revenue for your business, you're going to treat it like a business, not like a paycheck where you're ready to go spend that thing as soon as you get it. Yep. Here's how I think about
1: marketing and I, you know, not to lead us down the goals thing, but I think it's super important. So if I was starting a business today and, you know, I think about my brother, right, who we started in real estate about a year and a half ago, but I also think about these other realtors that I am working with. And I did a Facebook live on this. Oh, man. A couple of months ago. But I believe your marketing budget cannot happen until you have set the revenue goal for your business. Right. Right. So if you're, you know, in real estate right now, what is the revenue goal you want to hit or what's the GCI you want to hit this year? Because from there, what that does is it leads you down this progression there you can now start calculating and getting scientific yeah. and process oriented which is the key to scaling any great business because you can't scale chaos as brad lee would say so you got to get scientific and process oriented so what do i mean what i mean by that is you let's say like stephen has a goal of doing two hundred and seventy thousand, i believe in gci which would mean he has to do like nine million in volume so he knows now he needs to do $9 million in volume, which is translating to about 60 transactions for him at the average transaction cost he needs. So now he knows I need 60 transactions for my business. Mm-hmm. From there... It gets into the marketing aspect, Break it down, which right. is where are these 60 transactions coming from? Yep. We have mentioned and harped on this before, but if I could give you any message for your business, if I could help you in understanding where you, if you feel stressed right now, because all the business owners feel stressed and where stress comes from and where fear comes from is being out of control and where out of control comes from is because you haven't planned right? You haven't planned and you don't have a process in place to take away that fear. And where the process can't be developed is because you're not educated and because you don't have the education and the experience. So it all starts with educating yourself, listening to podcasts, like stay paid <laughs> So you have to educate yourself. But the point I would make to you is that the number one thing I would give you is start reverse engineering, yes. put pen to paper, 60 transactions, where are they going to come from? So, if you're a real estate agent, are they going to come from FISBOs, referrals, expired listings? Are they going to come from your geographic farm, social media, internet leads? Where are they coming from? Then, and you have the mortgage or the mortgage calculator, you have our leads calculator kind of up there and revenue calculator on your screen, which I think you should talk about. Then, I'm just letting you go,
0: man. Yeah. Well, You're then you roll. can go.
1: You, you can literally go. What are the percent? What are the conversion percentages? Right. Right. What are like for email marketing? I pulled this off of Marketo. They and I, I can't uh, quote how relevant this is, so I don't know when they did this, but mm-hmm. this was on their site. If you go to Marketo's site, they talk about the conversion rates for different acquisition channels, and Each they have email rate. marketing, paid marketing, webinars, nurture campaigns, referrals, and they put on there that emails. are are converting at 0.55% for their customers. And they obviously have hundreds of thousands of customers. Mm-hmm. So now you know if. If you're gonna get that average, yep. which you gotta track, but you can go off of that as a benchmark that, hey, let's say I'm gonna convert at the average level, which is 0.55%. Now you know how many emails it's gonna take to send out. Yep. Right. And then you can go to MailChimp and go, how much is that gonna cost me?
0: Yeah, to send right five hundred emails, list, thousand yep. emails, how, how much is that And all of a sudden,
1: it, guess what you have? You have a detail of your marketing budget. And if you do that for everything then you're going to end up with a benchmark of what your marketing budget should be and then add another 30% to that and you're probably accurate
0: yeah you have every single every single um channel how much you need to spend on it so like if you guys have checked out our leads calculator before, you can you can do this yourself. We'll probably also throw this up in the show notes. But all I did last night it was go through this thing and just add two more rows to it, which actually backs up into the call. So the way that this leads calculator worked before was you put in your desired annual revenue. At the bottom of the spreadsheet, you put in what your average commission wa- is for your um, for your sales, and then what your average listing price would be if you're a real estate agent, and then you work backwards. So that gives you how many total sold listings you need. Just like you said, Stephen sure. needs to close. Um, uh, 60, 60, although he's told us he upped his goal to 100 now. I like that. Yeah, he hired some team he members. Started with. Yeah, so then we just worked through some industry standards saying, okay, if I'm taking listings, right, and the conversion rate to listings sold is 65%, back that up to great. What's my conversion rate to taking a listing? Great. Back that up to how many listing appointments do I need to take in order to get those listings? Um, And then all the way back to where that lead first comes in. So for Facebook, for example, we took it all the way back to ad views, impressions of your ads. If you're running ads on Facebook and you have a 3% click-through rate on that and your landing page visitors are converting at 20%, meaning they're filling out a form to request more information. And then those leads for your business, they become leads at that point, then convert to listing appointments at 5%, which is pretty low, but 5%, these are unknown people. They might just be wanting, you know, uh, a, a new newsletter or sure. something like that. Then you back that all the way up to, well, great. Now you know what you need to get at the top. So what's the cost? What is the cost per impression? If we looked at what ours were running over the last month, we're spending 2.5 cents per impression on our ads, Okay, right? So if you have that same, same result, now you're going to have to edit this for yourself, that means that you need to spend $2,670 a year <laughs> on Facebook advertising. That's $222 a month on Facebook advertising, which should lead to 8,900 impressions, 267 page visitors, 53 leads for your business through your website, 2.67 listing appointments per month, two listings taken, 1.39 listings sold, averages out at 8,300 in GCI. Now that's to make 100 in GCI, 100,000.
1: So it's it's interesting because I know what is probably going through your mind right now hearing this. Oh my goodness, that's so complicated. I can't do that myself. Here's what I'm going to tell you, get over it. What, what I mean by that is what meaning we have we're going to put this revenue calculator on our staypaypodcast.com and I and maybe I'm feeling a little aggressive today. Maybe I woke up on the on the wrong side of the bed. I don't know. But my point being is it goes back to my comment in the beginning, which is the Netflix show, right? You're going to watch Netflix tonight. Do this, do this, do this, do this for your business. Because what you just saw was a scientific way, a process driven way. And what that's going to enable you to do is live a life of freedom because now you won't be stressed because now, you know, I got to spend this much money on Facebook. And even when you have a bad day, you're not panicked. And then because all I you have to do is track be, it. Yes, the only uh, the only thing you
0: have to do after that is saying, "Great, am I getting this many impressions for this dollar? If I'm not, then what do I need to spend? And am I comfortable adjusting? Because that? that's going to be such a big, and we'll talk about this a little bit later once we start getting into implementing your marketing plan and what you or your marketing budget, what you need to what you need to do for it. But it's it's plan, do, check, act. Mm-hmm. Right? You have to plan it out. Then you got to do it. Yep. Then you have to do Which it. Which is usually the hardest part. Then you have to go back and keep an eye on it. And this is where it comes down to managing your calendar, managing Correct. your time. What are your priorities? Set aside 30 minutes in your day. Do it at the beginning of the day when it's quiet, the yep. office is quiet, you've gotten up early, you've gone to the gym, you've done everything hard. you need to do from that it's standpoint. And the Excel just doc. Just sit down and review it. The right. Excel doc is there. He's put it together for but you the formulas. But then just to kind of, because Facebook ads may seem like oh, I don't have a website, I don't have Facebook sure. ads. Let's look at postcards. Yeah, the exact a same yep. formula for postcards. All we did was we remove two rows because you don't have the landing page conversion anymore on a postcard, right? A postcard's mm. a direct response. You're looking for someone to email you back or call you. So same desired annual revenue, because again, we're not putting all of our marketing dollars in one basket where we're, we're going to split that out across multiple channels. So I've got Facebook, I've got postcards, I've got custom publications, I've got newsletters, I have all these other different channels that you sure. mentioned as well, email. So for postcards, postcards uh, cost about 70 cents a postcard to send right. low end right? If you're, if you're ordering, cause yes. you've got 35 cents. in It depends alone. how
1: much you're ordering, but yes, it's usually around 70 cents.
0: So, um, the average response rate on a postcard is 4.25%. Okay. Okay. So then that 4.25%, that's your, that's your number of leads that are calling your business. The conversion rate from those leads to a listing appointment, I put it 7.5%. Okay. I don't know. I'm just, you got to just start with the number, right? Yeah. So start with the number, see how that works. If someone's calling you from a postcard, you got to figure there's some interest there. Yeah, you better be able. To you close better be that. Able to close that. So <laughs> then work that all the way back. Seventy cents per postcard. You need to send out ten thousand postcards for a year. Now keep in mind this is this is going to be consistently hitting the same group. The same of people. people. Correct. Yeah, you don't want to send to ten thousand different people. Yep. That breaks down to eight hundred and thirty-seven postcards a month. So get a list of eight hundred to nine hundred people. Yep. Right. Send them a postcard every month. Develop a drip nurture program. That's going to be $586 per month, which should also equate to, now, not that same month, but it will equate sure. to down the line 8300 in in, um, in GCI. Then I did the same thing because I had to do it with our magazine. Yes. I had to do it with American Lifestyle. Yes. So we're looking at, um, based on surveys that we've ran with our readers, a 38% referral rate if you're sending out the publication, again, consistently over the course of a year to the same group of people. Um, if, those are, if those referrals are closing uh, at 20%, Okay. I think is pretty good for a referral. Uh, might actually be a little bit low. Again, sure. I always like to go low. Well, when
1: I talk to financial advisors, they tell me seventy. they close
0: 70% financial of their uh, is definitely a the lot funds. higher. Yeah, just so, in, in terms of the industries. Our magazine costs $379 per issue. You need to be sending to 70 people every other month. That's $133 a month, $1,500 a year brings you the same 100,000 GCI in, in, um, in GCI. Yeah, so that's $300,000, right? Yep. GCI across the three channels. The total budget for that annually is $11,308. Yep. Now, that's not saying you're going Dude. to get that, but that's just showing <laughs> you what that is. Now, that's 4% of your GCI. So that's not 10% marketing Correct. yet. Yeah. Now, you need to start adding in other, um, other uh, channels or other tools that you might need to use this is where your business cards come into play. Mm-hmm. Then you start uh putting in your billboards and your ads, but the your point newspaper is you ads, can do the things this that you might for not be able to track all as well. Those channels right. you can do this. Yes, this is all extremely trackable marketing. Yep. Then you kind of play in your branding and some of these other things that you're going to that you might not be able to track a lead exactly back to. Yep. Gives you so much room to play with then in terms of your in terms of your budget. There's
1: two things you're looking for here. The one is you want to make more money this year. The second is you want more time. So really, technically, you want to make more money in less time. And so what I would encourage you with your marketing budget is most people don't have one because they don't know where to start. Where you start is at your revenue goal. And then you reverse engineer and you have to ask yourself, so you know how many transactions it's going to take you, whether you're selling financial products or you're selling you know, houses, it doesn't matter. You know how many transactions it's going to take. Then from a marketing perspective for your budget, you got to figure out the channels that it's going to come from. So I did a coaching call with a realtor not too long ago where he said he believes 90% of his business should come from open houses. So then he has to ask himself, okay, if he's doing open houses, what does it cost him? to run an open house and do
0: what that's you know I think Josh spent to make that happen that's that's the time correct exactly so he has happen. to
1: put that in to this and now he's figuring out if I'm getting 90% of my deals and if it, let's just use Steven as example if he's getting 90% of 60 deals from open houses he's going to have a lot of money spent on the print material that he's going to use at those open houses. He's going to have a lot of money spent on the signage he's going to use for that open houses. He's going to have a lot of money spent on the food that he's going to use at those open houses. <laughs> but my point... We're going to throw I'm in a bonus
0: download in this in the show notes for our open house kit in case you're interested. Yes, we're this, about yes open, open house kit. it's it. free,
1: so it won't cost you anything. Yep. I mean, you got to pay for the printing, but the design and everything <laughs> is free. <laughs> but the point I'm making is that this... Is what you need to do in your business. If your business is not where it needs to be today, if you're stressed, unhappy, don't, you don't, you don't have enough time to spend with your kids, don't have enough time to spend with your family. You're not making the GCI, the money you want to make. This is it. This is it. Literally put pen to paper, use our Excel doc. It's going to be in the show notes on staypaidpodcast.com. Use this Excel doc to reverse engineer and it should tell you exactly what you need to spend. In order to hit that GCI, in order to hit that commissions, that net profit, ultimately you want. And if you find yourself going, Luke, I don't have any money to spend on marketing because a lot of us are in that boat. A lot of us are in the boat where I can't afford a website, I can't afford, you know, uh, postcards, whatever it is. The truth is, I'm going to be real with you. You can't afford it. You just got to give something else up. It goes back to the priority. So you can't afford it. It's just what you're willing to give up and sacrifice. But here's what I would tell you. This same formula, this same principle works for cold calling. A form of marketing is sales prospecting. Yeah, it takes long. You're picking up the phone. You're calling people. You're going face to face. But that is a form of getting your name out there and getting attention. And that is what... That costs you just your time. So you can do this same formula where you go, I don't have any money to spend on a website, any money to spend on business cards, any money to spend... All you have right now is your physical being. You can still go, I'm going to go knock on 100 doors, which 100 doors I convert at maybe 0.1%. So you can literally walk through the same formula and it will give you the greatest gift that any business owner wants, which is it will give you freedom because now you have a system and a playbook to run and you're not waking up every day frantic going, what am I doing? What am I spending? Where do I go?
0: Where my leads come from? This is the answer. Powerful, man. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked what you heard, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes and smash that subscribe button. Make sure to check us out and Luke out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube. You can check Luke out at Luke Acre. You can check Reminder Media out at Reminder Media. Next week, join us again on Facebook Live on Thursday. We're going to talk about developing your mission and vision statement. Oh, this one's going to be a good one. Yeah, so for this week...
1: I am Joshua Stike. And I'm Luke Akron. I'm going to close with this action item. I think you guys already know what I'm going to tell you to do. Go to staypaidpodcast.com, download this Excel doc, which is the revenue generating calculator. Put in your numbers, spend some time, skip the Netflix show, skip watching some YouTube. Do this, download it, put into action these principles that we talked about today. Remember the difference between a top producer and a mediocre producer is top producers take action. Take action on that today.